0: Hello and welcome to episode one of Behind Blue Eyes. This is the new podcast. I'm very excited for you to join us today. Um, in episode one, we'll have a conversation with me, Eddie Kramer, kind of give you a background about my world and why I'm actually creating this podcast. In future episodes, we'll have my wife, Harmony. She'll be on and talk about our relationship and how it relates to the things we'll talk about in the future. And we'll have other co-hosts on as well as special guests. So sit back and enjoy our first episode. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome to the first episode of Behind Blue Eyes. I'm your host today. I'm Eddie Kramer, and we'll have a few variety of different co-hosts along the way, but this particular episode will start with me, and I'm going to kind of walk through some of the things we'll be talking about and what the podcast is about, how you can participate and follow along, and we'd love to hear from you along the way and all of the crazy things that you may be interested in. So why are we doing this podcast, other than filling some time of uh, minute boredom? Well, myself and my partner, and uh, who is also my wife, and she will be the co- one of the co-hosts here. So we are very interested in sexuality in general. I, I'm personally very interested in the psychology behind it. And now with a variety of different people that are talking about being poly or what their sexual preference is or being non-monogamous, it's just a fascinating topic that I really think a lot of people should be talking about, and at least uh, listening to what's out there, what people are doing, and what maybe they may be interested in, which is always a fun part. Um, So I'm going to give you a little bit of background about me and who I am, and that will kind of help guide us along the way. Then we'll have a few guests come in for some episodes up, up ahead, And then we'll see how it goes. So I hope you enjoy today's episode and go sit back and relax and uh, enjoy the fun. So now that we got the introduction out of the way, I'm going to talk about a few things that might be interesting. Uh, First, we're going to talk about my background, where I came from, and maybe a little bit about me. Because I think that will kind of give a context to a lot of the conversations we'll be having in the future and kind of help guide us along the way. So I'm a 47-year-old identifying as a male, bisexual, could be pansexual. We'll kind of talk a little bit about that in future episodes. Um, I am married. I'm married to a woman that's 20 years younger than me. I know. I know. And I was previously married to a woman before, and um, that did not go well. Everybody has those type of relationships with crazy ex-wife, Well, this one didn't go well either. So anyway, um, I come from originally a small town in New England and uh, lived there for a majority of my life. And being the age that I am, there certainly sexuality was not as easy to understand or explore or even understand maybe what the different types are back in the day of the 1980s. Back in the 1980s, for those of you that don't know, well, there was no Internet back then. So, majority of the information you got was from uh, friends or people that might have magazines. Uh, so, a lot of Playboys around then, Penthouse. Um, there wasn't any conversations generally about sexuality, and other than playground talk or talk behind the bleachers type of thing. So, for somebody that had an interest in both guys and girls, it was kind of challenging back then. And the, re- the reason is there was no one to talk to about it. So there was a lot of guilt associated with it. And uh, so it became very interesting, particularly in the 1980s. So growing up in that small town up there in New England, it was uh, very hard and confusing when you saw some guy or girl that you're attracted to and you really didn't know anything about it. And back then, myself, I was this skinny little boy that uh, was really shy and withdrawn and quiet go figure. Now he has a podcast about sexuality. And uh, so it was very hard to figure out exactly what I was or identify as. And I know a lot of people out there now in the world that we are today, they certainly have those same things, but you certainly have more options. And you can look online to see how other people feel and act and, and define those particular type of sexuality or gender. And uh, that wasn't the case back then. So, it was challenging. Um, I was, because of my shyness and quiet type of personality, I actually didn't have a girlfriend in high school, not until I was in my 20s that I have a girlfriend and didn't really really have sex. And sex in this particular context would be, um, would be cock inside of a vagina. And that came later when I was in my mid-20s and... When I was in the this, in this small town of um, New England, I had a neighbor friend who was a, a male, and he was a few years younger than me, and I was in my teens or so, and him and I used to experiment together, and I recall that it was a lot of fun with him, and we hung out. We were like best friends. It was very interesting. So we did these experiments here and there, and I recall every time that I came after the end of a session that we had, I would feel this overwhelmingly sense of guilt to the point where I didn't even really want to look at him and I just wanted to get out of there. And I think that comes from my upbringing, uh, coming from a Catholic, conservative, old-fashioned family where everybody sits around the the dinner table eating their potatoes and, and meat. We never talked about sexuality at all. We didn't think about sexuality uh, as a family. We didn't uh, talk about things that were interesting about sexuality at all. It was zero. Uh, I had to learn everything, again, from friends or, or even Penthouse or Playboy. So when I had this experience with this neighbor friend, and we had this more than once, it kind of went along for about two years. It was very guilty. I had this really guilty feeling, and it was, it was hard for me to deal with. Uh, a few years later, when I reached 21, I decided to move down to the sunny state of Florida, where I currently reside, and uh, was able to kind of explore things from there. But I always held that guilt, and uh, which, which was very hard for me. I think that uh, looking back, it had a lot to do with being Catholic or from that conservative family, and everybody said that it was wrong. Uh, conversely to that, I also... Decided back then, or not decided, but I guess I was programmed in my brain, chemistry wise, to like bigger girls. And that was also a taboo for my family. They used to make fun of bigger girls. They used to say that they're fat and why are they eating all that food and why don't they eat less. And it was a a really big, bad stigma. So not only was it society wise a a bad stigma, but it also was within my family. So I think that's one reason why I really didn't have girlfriends back then, other than being the shy little boy that didn't want to talk to anybody, was because I was attracted to two people, two types of people. One was a guy, and one was a bigger girl. And both of those things were not acceptable back then. So it it became very uh, interesting and a struggle. A a side note to the story about my neighbor. So I kind of held that guilt in the back of my head for many, many years. And a lot of it had to do with him being younger and inexperienced and did I take advantage of him? Was it something he didn't really want to do or how did that go along? So we followed each other on Facebook for probably about 30 years and uh, never had any conversations about that. He has a family that lives in a different state. We don't uh, talk to each other or anything until about a year ago and I decided, hey, I'm going to reach out to him and find out what was up back then. So I sent him a message on Facebook Messenger and I basically told him that, hey, dude, this was something that we did back then, and I I apologize if it was something that I forced you into at the time, and I certainly wasn't intending to do that if that was the case. So he responded back and was basically like, hey, no, Eddie, that's not the case at all. Actually, I kind of liked it, and it was fine. It was really good for him, and that that was very helpful for me to kind of let that guilt go after many years of holding it in, and it was also interesting that we kind of talked a little bit about that that was really kind of our first relationship with another person. We hung out all the time. We, we had fun all together together all the time. And um, he was really somebody that I could count on. And and also we had a sexual experience. And, and back then the sexual experience I had with him was simply oral back and forth to each other. Usually he would give me oral or I would have given him oral or back and forth one or the other. And we've never kissed back then. Cause that was the gay thing to do gay thing to do and you certainly don't want to be the gay guy back then because that was bad so you would think about while you're doing it different girls and so on and so forth which was ridiculous so interestingly enough talking to him it kind of really helped relieve that sense of guilt I had holding in for many years not only about the situation that happened back then but him specifically because I wanted to make sure that I wasn't taking advantage of him in any way so that was a very interesting dichotomy back then. Uh, so I did move down to a sunny state of Florida from this small town in New England, and it was quite a shock. Uh, there's a lot more people here. There's things to do. There's a diverse amount of people here. Back up north, there was uh, not many, uh, any type of ethnicities other than white or maybe an Italian, but there certainly was not African American or Hispanic, which there is a lot of diversity down here and also anyone that had different sexual preferences. So I still kind of, before the internet again, kind of struggled with it. And uh, I remember once I got onto AOL and those of you remember the AOL tone, they used to have those message boards and they used to have chat rooms. Chat rooms are dangerous. And I think that's chat rooms have pretty much been replaced today by apps, dating apps. And I know in the future we'll have some sessions and uh, talk about a couple in a couple episodes about different dating apps. So back then it was kind of the way to explore talking to people and what you like and what you don't like. And I remember originally it, they didn't even have any pictures. So you had no idea who the other person was on the other, other line. You could be talking to a 40-year-old guy or a um, someone that was a, as a girl acting as a guy or a guy acting as a girl, you didn't know. And uh, at back then, I guess you didn't really care. You just uh, you believed in your the fantasy that was in your head. So I was able to explore a lot then uh, on the things that I liked, whether it was bigger girls or guys. And um, it was quite interesting because I think a lot of people also had this similar experience to me, where they were able to talk, people, talk to people, particularly on the internet, as they would today with um, dating apps, it's more of an anonymous type of situation. Uh, today, obviously, there's with the dating apps, you have faces and locations and things like that. You might even know the person. God forbid that might happen. But the, the chat rooms back then, they really were um, anonymous in nature, and you could kind of picture whoever you wanted to. As technology grew and things moved on, there was a, a change, obviously you'll be able to video chat and so on and so forth. So so certainly that world has, has changed quite a bit. Um, shortly after that, I moved into a house and met my future wife. She was someone that uh, I should have, well, in some instances, you know, you look back in time and say, hey, what if I never met her? What would I be like today? But you're never going to be the person that you are today. And I think that's an important message as we work through these episodes and talk about different things, that it's going to be different for everybody. And um, you may have bad experiences in the past, whether it's sexually or otherwise, and those are lessons that you learn, and those things make you who you are today and make you a better person. It's how you deal with those situations that happened in the past today that makes a difference. So, and this is coming from somebody with many years of therapy. So, anyway... So I met this uh, young lady, and she, um, I guess, wooed me one way or another, very pushy. And uh, so we kind of hooked up, and she was the one I lost my virginity to. So if you're keeping track, that's right. So I had sex, sexual experience with a guy back in when I was younger, and then a whole lo- slew of lots of lube and jacking off for about a 10-more-year period until I found this particular woman. So she was uh, experienced in the past with many guys, so there was nothing new for her there. And uh, so we had both a sexual and romantic experience for many years. And um, we were together, all together for about 15 or 16 years and married for four. Thank God there was no kids. Uh, She was uh, emotionally abusive and sometimes tried to be physically abusive Which I found funny And uh, that did not work out And so moving on I did get a divorce from her Finally And about Let's see It's about Six or seven years ago now I left her And I decided that I wasn't going to Live the life that I was living anymore I was hiding my sexuality I, I remember and recall Many times where she might have caught pornography of bisexual or guys or other girls even on on my computer, and I'd have to explain my way out of it. And God forbid that might happen. But uh, she, I was not open to her about the feelings that I had for, for other people, uh, particularly guys. And so when I left her, I was able to explore this. And I happened to find a, a guy that I was interested in. We dated for a little while and um, had kind of a relationship. Interesting thing is I, I going through this time period, I had um, a lot of therapy, which was which is something that I think everybody should have therapy for a certain amount of time. And uh, during that time of having the therapy, I really was introspective in looking at my sexuality and what I wanted. Because I wanted to decide, am I gay? Am I bisexual? Am I pansexual? What is all this about? And what I realized doing a lot of work on myself is that I like both and that's okay. And that's hard to say. It's sometimes I think it's easier if you're straight or gay. It's like black and white. You're either this or you're that. But when you have this oddness of being both, you like both people or people that are in between, It's kind of different. It's interesting, and people don't believe it. They say, hey, you're just a closet case. You're just really gay. Well, I have to tell you, I really like pussy. And I'm sorry, but gay guys really don't like pussy. So this was something that was very eye-opening for me, and I was able to accept myself as I was. And then as I met my um, ex-girlfriend, she was very accepting of who I was and and what I wanted to be. And, And that was very helpful for me. Um, I decided once I was bisexual, I would come out to um, close friends, people that I knew back in the small town of New England, my sister, who I have. And um, I never really wanted to tell my parents. I felt like it wasn't important enough for me for them to accept that because unless I was in, in love with somebody where I wanted to bring them home, there w- was really no reason for me to do that. It was basically probably going to cause a rift and, and conflict between the parents and myself. And was it really worth it? No, it's not worth it. So, and, and going back in time, I did not find that guy that I wanted to take home. So it didn't matter. So um, after I made this realization, I certainly um, experimented a little bit with um, dating a couple of guys and dating some women. And I've come across this wonderful woman That I'm currently married to now. We met online at FetLife.com, and for those of you that don't know FetLife.com, we'll mention this probably quite a bit. There's a link on the website for FetLife, and it's for people that are interested in the alternative lifestyles, BDSM, various types of things like that, and um, it kind of gives you an insight into what other people like and kind of makes you feel like you're not the only one that likes that, which is a good thing. So, People that are into feet, or they're into blood play, or they're into knife play, things that doesn't really interest me, but they're out there. So it makes you feel better as a person saying, hey, I'm not the only one that does that. So uh, we met and talked a little bit on FetLife.com, and she was married at the time, and we kind of lost touch for about five years. And um, all of a sudden, she just popped up, and I started messaging her. She was having problems with her marriage. I was not happy in my relationship, and we started talking, and boom, all of a sudden, there we are. And uh, we meet up, and it's like magic, and I've never felt anything like that. She's a wonderful woman that's accepting of me up and down, and I couldn't ask for more. And I'm sure she'll be talking about me just as good as I talk about her as you listen to her side. So, um, We went into the relationship as an agreement where we were semi-open. She's also bisexual, so that kind of helps. She can get that perspective. And we decided that, hey, if I wanted to or she wanted to play with a girl, her play with a girl or me play with a guy, we would bring it to each other and talk about it and say, hey, is this, this okay? And sometimes you would send a picture or so on and so forth, and you go, okay, that's cool. Now... For girls, it's a lot harder because the girls out there, they just, I'm not sure if there's a stigma to bisexuality or whatever it is. And I'll have her fill you in on that. But she has a hard time finding women out there. So it's certainly a lot easier to find guys. There's apps out there for it. Uh, Grindr is one of those lovely, terrible apps that you get addicted to about uh, gay and bisexual guys on there. Um, there's apps out there for couples, which we've uh, been on and talked to different people about couples. So our relationship, which we'll talk about, I think probably together, that's be a little bit more helpful, is is pretty open. Um, but we open it's open with permission, which is an important thing. And if I have to say anything about it, it's really all about communication. is if you're not communicating with your partner, you're really not going to have a good relationship. And I don't care if you're open, if you're bisexual, or if you're green, it doesn't really matter. If, you're, if you don't have that open communication with your partner, relationships don't work. And to be open and honest, and I am brutally sometimes open and honest, uh, particularly living my life for quite a long time being, I'm not going to say in the closet, but I'm going to say reserved or, or hiding something. And that was just not a way to live every day, thinking that she could find out that you might like different type of thing. And, and that's that's really a horrible way to live. And it really beats up on you. So this has been a great relationship. And she's uh, been very supportive. And we've had a lot of fun adventures together. And we'll talk about some of those adventures in upcoming episodes for sure. And um, and, and I think you may find them interesting too. So getting back to the reason why I wanted to create this podcast and website... I feel like people don't really talk about sexuality. You talk about it in maybe ways you think you know what it is, but they're not really opening up. Particularly with couples or people that are in relationships, the things that they like or desire or want, it's not talked about. So in our experience of having uh, different partners that have come in and we've had threesomes or one-on-one is... It's important sometimes to talk to those people and say, hey, man, what do you like? Or your partner, what do you like? What is it that gets you off? What is that special thing that you really, really enjoy? And even just that brief question or conversation can can open it up and explore different things. So doing that is, I think, super important. And it makes everybody satisfied at the end, which is the ultimate goal of what you're doing. So if you don't do that, if you say, hey, man, don't put your finger in my ass because I don't really like it, or, yeah, put that finger in my ass because I really like it, even though it may be taboo, doesn't matter. Sharing that experience with your partner is very important. And what it will do is basically create a better connection between you two. So when you do have some type of sexual interaction, you both know what the desire is of the other person. And it could be something that's taboo, so something like a finger in an ass for a guy, which is something that most guys would say, it's gay, I don't do that. Well, have you tried it? Because you might like it. So it could be something like that, or it could be even stop touching my clit that way because it's too sensitive and all it's doing is hurting me and I'm just going to fake the orgasm so you'll stop. There are certain situations like that. So our sex life, which we'll certainly talk about, um, kind of plays that way where we both know what each other likes and we talk about it. And even having a debrief after it's done, hey, what did you like? What didn't you like? Did you like this or not like that? Did you come hard or not come hard? Uh, What can I do different to make it better? Those things that people would never talk about, those are the things you should be talking about because those are the things that make your relationship in the bedroom a lot better. And I think it holds back a lot of resentment that some people have or selfishness that some people have where the guy just... Pumps a few times, blows and rolls over, which I've heard that that happens quite a bit, and could lead to even someone going out and trying to find someone else to, f- to fulfill that need. And if you're not in an open relationship and not having that communication, well, that's not a good thing. Then you're just you're just cheating on the person, which is which is certainly not good. And 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 I hope we'll talk about some cheating situations in the future because that, that that certainly would be a great episode also. So this this would kind of I, I hope this podcast will open up some people's mind and ideas of things of how to communicate better uh things that are out there that there are other people out there that like those things that you like um there's people out there that are polyamorous to have a couple of um uh, they have a maybe a husband and another girlfriend or a wife and we'll talk about that i think episode three we're going to have that or episode four where we'll talk to somebody that actually is married and has a girlfriend and a boyfriend on the side and how does that all work I mean, you think your life is complicated with just having one person. You can imagine dealing with two others or three others. It gets complicated, right? So um, I also think that there's um, a lot of lack of communication between uh, in the world today where people aren't really talking about this. And just because it's taboo or it's something that people shouldn't talk about or there's religious behind it, and um, those things certainly can Stop the conversation from happening, and this I hope will will kind of open up that conversation for many people out there. and And the goal is for you to communicate with us back. So um, we have uh, all types of social media. We if there's a Twitter feed, there's Instagram, there's the website. You can email us. All those connections are on our website, which will be in the show notes, so you can check that out. Um, it's XX behind. BlueEyes.com. There's two E's with the eyes and the behind. I also wanted to say that uh, my name is not Eddie. It is a different name. But because I live in a professional job and a professional life, at this point, until I start making some more cash doing something like this, which is not the intent at all, um, I got to leave a little bit of uh, anonymity so that uh, people at work aren't tuning in and thinking that I'm some kind of freak and they're going to fire me. Or at least having these conversations may not be appropriate for my particular work, a line of work. So I'm going to use my uh, stage name of Eddie Kramer. And for those of you that don't know um, uh, any of those references at all, so Kramer, my favorite guitar player is Eddie Van Halen, and he, his first guitar, the one that was the black, red, and white striped one, was originally a Kramer. And it happened to be my name of my fake eight, Fake ID back in the 1980s. Yes, I had a fake ID back then. I recall going to a small, seedy basement in Boston, Massachusetts, where they took your picture and they created these IDs for you with any name that you wanted. And they said I was 21 and I probably at the most was 19. And because I was so skinny, and couldn't even grow facial hair. I looked like I was 15, so there was no possible way that anyone could have believed that I was 21, but in any case, they did. So that's kind of where I got this name from, which is kind of interesting, I guess. Um, So I think I'm going to cut this episode short. Uh, Normally, episodes will be about one hour long. Um, We're also going to do a cool thing. We'll have, at the end of each episode, we're going to have a review of a sex toy and then there'll be a link on the website where you can kind of check it out in person and uh, check that out. Um, We also will talk a lot about um, different type of kinks obviously and one of our go-to websites for videos is kink.com and they're going to start to try to sponsor us a little bit and and test the waters out because we're new so you can check them out if you go to our website there's a link on there also to go to kink.com lots of great videos on there. It doesn't cost too much. I know people don't like to pay for porn anymore. You're going to go to, um, one of those other websites out there that gives you free porn, but Hey, if it's a few bucks a month and it gives you all of those things that you really, really like, why would you not pay for that? Right? Why? So go ahead and check that out also. Um, in the next episode we're gonna have um, my partner she will be on my wife and talk a little bit about herself and why she is uh, sexually active in the way that she is and about our relationship and I think you'll find that interesting too and we'll also in future episodes certainly explore that probably in just about every episode that we were in so I hope you enjoyed this first episode and' uh, don't forget to stay tuned for the next episode. We'll, we'll probably try to do these weekly. I'll put out a couple episodes at the very beginning so that you kind of have a jump start on us and see if you kind of like us, feel us out. Uh, like I said earlier, visit our website and you can, you can give us some feedback on how well we're doing or things you want to hear. Or even if you want to be interviewed, I'd happy to be interviewing anybody out there that are, are interested in this type of topic. And we can set up a Skype session or something else to interview you. So, um, yeah, great. Great episode. All right, then. Thank you for listening to episode one of Behind Blue Eyes. I'll be dropping three episodes, so make sure you check them out. Make sure you go to our website, xxxbehindthevise.com, where you can find a blog and other goodies. If you enjoyed the podcast, make sure you tell a friend and subscribe. We're also on Instagram and Twitter and other social media, so message us. We want to hear from you and even interview at one point. You can also contribute to our Patreon campaign. Send us a few bucks to helps keep the lights on. But for now, make sure you keep your vibes charged, you have plenty of batteries, and explore one new adventure before the next episode. Peace and love. Now, now, now,